I'm still here, motherfuckers. Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where you sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rolski. To my right, I got the board band, Corey K. To my left, I've got Uncle Buck. To my right, I've got Troy Pearson. To his left, I've got my main band, DG. This is awkward for us. Now, let me explain why. This is the first road trip that the Sip and Serve podcast has ever been on together, and we're sitting in a hotel room in Frankfort, Kentucky, on our way to a buddy's bachelor party and we just got back from applebee's on a thursday night and we were in the room setting up the podcast equipment and we already got a complaint for a noise violation so that's what we're dealing with dg can you take me through it so what time what time is it's a little after midnight yeah yeah Yeah. and uh so we're getting set up we're doing the sound checks and all that we got some music playing. We're pre-gaming. We're having a good time. All of a sudden, the room, the phone in the room starts ringing. It's the front desk. They say, hey, neighbors, they issued a noise complaint for you guys. You're being way too loud. If you keep it up, we're going to call the cops. So here we are, all hush-hush in the hotel room trying to rip, rip an episode. The road trip down here was one in itself, but... Troy, quit moving your fucking mic, dude. We can hear that. Hmm? Don't run. Hey, and I was the one that answered the phone call, too. And just to give paint the picture here, that uh, front desk attendant, he give two shits if the if the popos came or not. Yeah, like, what, what was his tone? And why didn't you tell him to, like, why didn't you give it back to him? Like, I was in the bathroom. I didn't hear the conversation. I mean, he was just, you know, just letting us know that, hey, you know, we could see a police officer come to our door or something. Well, you know what? I tell you what. If that police officer came to the door tonight, he's going to see something that he probably didn't expect to see in Frankfort, Kentucky. And that's five guys sitting around in a circle recording a podcast. I could tell you that. <laughs> that's one in a million in Frankfort, Kentucky. And guess what? We're here. Yeah, we're we're behaving. I can tell I don't, you. That. I don't feel like we're we're not doing one damn thing illegal right now. No, I don't believe so either. But five five guys sitting around in a circle whispering to each other. There's no. nothing illegal about that. I don't care where you are. Well, we did have we did have a little bit of music just kind of amping us up a little bit before we started. Well, Uncle Buck and his YouTube channels, what really did it? Buck, what was you playing there? I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> The hell you, you can talk a little louder. What the hell were you playing? It was uh, Tampa by Chico P. Yeah, Chico P. I mean, if Buck plays Chico P, you know it's time to turn up. I feel like I'm in a fucking golf tournament. Let's talk about the way <laughs> down, boys. This is the first ever road trip that the Sip and Serve's been on. We literally packed up a minivan. Troy, you're breathing in the mic. Hey, hey, if you want the truth, I could hear I could hear Troy breathing into the mic on last week's episode. <laughs> Yeah, we had the good mics. So if this sounds any different, mouth breather? just imagine this. We're sitting in a hotel room on a couch and a bench. Corey the case sitting in a computer chair running the board. We've, I mean, we've got video going. Hopefully you guys will be able to see it on Instagram or something. But we're just not used to this. This isn't the Sip and Serve studio. This is the road show. We're in Frankfort, Kentucky. We rented a hotel room. We spent the night at Applebee's. DG, 
how was your night at Applebee's? I thought it was fantastic. So, you know, it's Thursday night. We had the draft on. We pretty much had the entire bar to ourselves. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, they said that we're not closing until 1. But here's a little backstory. We tried to go to a local bar right outside of our hotel. We walked in, and the the, uh, bartender says, hey, just to give you guys a heads up, the uh, grill closes at 9.30. We walked in at like 9.20, and she goes, and the whole bar closes at 10. So you guys, I don't know what your plans are, but we're like, okay, we'll just go to Applebee's. We walk in there. They said, we're not closing until 1, and we'll say, we'll be here as long as we can. And we ended up leaving. What time did we leave? About 11.30, 11.45. Yeah. We got there at 9.45, two hours. But the funny story is, Troy on the whole way down, like he was amped up. Troy was amped up. He was ready to go. He was talking shit because, you know me, Rolski, I like to drink beer, but on the way down, I was drinking some Sprite. And I got a little backlash from Troy. He's like, come on, man. This is a weekend. I never get to do this stuff. I never get to do this stuff. He might have had a road pop or two. I'm not sure how many he had, but I said, Troy, don't worry about me because I'll catch up. Well, we went into Applebee's and... I outdrank Troy by about three or four times at Applebee's. And this guy, believe it or not, the guy that wanted us to go out and stay out all night, he's the one who asked for the checks because he said his stomach hurt because his margarita was too sugary. True or false, Troy? That's correct. What the hell was the problem? Well, it just tore up my stomach again. I mean, I had the pizza, the greasy pizza last episode that tore my stomach up. Yeah. And now... And now we got this sugary margarita drink that just didn't sit well. I just took a couple of Tums to help me out. Um, I'm feeling a lot better now. So I think we'll be okay going forward here. Do you think Do you think it might have been the uh, chicken quesadilla with all the salsa and then the buffalo wings plus the margarita that might have upset your stomach? No, I mean, I don't think it was the food. I think it was the straight, I mean... The sugar. I'm not used to putting that much of a sweet and sour mix. Well, in here's my, my question. My body. What do you think in your mind triggered you to order that pussy drink right off the bat anyway? Well, that that was number two. I, I went with the the cheapest discounted beer, which was a Paps. But you got deep pockets. Why are you going for the cheap beer? I like deals. Okay. Oh All right. <laughs> and I that called my name, and then. I I thought the I thought the margarita was very interesting, so I went ahead and purchased that, and that was that was a kind of a, a happy hour discounted drink as well, but I I couldn't finish it obviously. I mean I left a quarter of it in the glass. Very interesting, Troy. I mean I want to rebound. I promise you, I'm gonna rebound. This is this you were is, talking a lot of shit because you said you could keep up with me drinking on the weekend and. I lapped you in about an hour, and you had about two and a half on me. So, do you still feel like you can outdrink me on the weekend? Uh, yeah, I better back off. Yeah, that. You might yeah. want to back off yeah. on that. DG, how was your trip to Applebee's? Good as hell. We had a uh, bartender there, and she was she was pretty much only paying attention to us and our group. There really wasn't anybody else sitting at the bar. We had the draft on the TV. We had. Uh, there was a touch tunes jukebox in there, and we pretty much were, were dom we were dominating the the touch tunes. I mean, just playing whatever songs we wanted to play. So I mean, good time, good brews, 
Good company, good conversation. Now, I noticed something when you were there. You got up pretty quick, and you walked over to the jukebox. You took control of the jukebox. Are you are you normally taking control of that jukebox? Uh, I like to control the tunes. Um, I like to, you know, I like to, I like to run the ones and twos. I like to be in control of what what type of music's being played. Because I tell you, when we were there, like when we first got there, it was just whatever the computer was playing, and it was shit. The the playlist, the computer playlist was shit. And I thought this could really use a lot of help. So we got uh, we got control of the the jukebox and we 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 turned it up. I'll just say that we turned it up. Your 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 picks was all across the board as well. Well, you know, I was relying on you guys to kind of give me some song requests and whatnot. But uh, but I thought you know we played a good mix and I don't know if the other patrons at Applebee's cared for our music selection. But to be quite honest, I don't give a shit because I feel like we liked it. And so that's what's important to me. Now, Uncle Uncle Buck, you uh you changed up your order from the rest of us. We all ordered appetizers, and you went with a main course meal. Now, why was that? <laughs> no difference in price <laughs> to me. The shit that I wanted that was the appetizer, they they didn't offer it. So I thought, why spend two dollars for some shit I won't eat when I can just get a quesadilla cheeseburger? Yeah, but I mean, the quesadilla was half off. I, I mean, not the case of fucking dia, Troy. I, I know, but bought it. I know, but don't the cheeseburger. The only difference between the two was okay. You got pieces of chicken in there, or a hamburger, a whole entire fucking hamburger. <sighs> I, I mean, I get it, but I, then I, why'd you ask me the well, fucking question? I'm if you saying, got it? I'm saying that just the price was was very attractive. But apparently that wasn't an initiative coming, for from, you. Coming from the guy who was ready to go to bed by 10.30. I think you guys should fight. DG, I think you might have had a mishap at the Applebee's restroom area. What happened there? So it was about, I was about one and a half tall beers in. And, uh, you know, I started to feel an, an impending uh, bladder requirement that needed some relief. So, uh, you know, I directed myself towards the bathroom, and uh, I could have swore I walked into the men's room. I walked in there. There were two toilets right there, bam, bam. So I walked over to the one on the right. There was nobody else in there. Um, You know, started relieving myself, and next thing I know, I hear a feminine, high-pitched alto voice say, you know, this is the women's room, right? And so... I said, sorry, sorry about that. You know, I finished what I was doing, and I got the hell out of there. And, and I looked on the, the wall, and sure enough, the sign on the wall had a skirt on. And I looked across the across the way there, and and the uh, the men's room was opposite the door I went into. So, you know, it happens. Uh, you didn't notice there was no urinals? I, to be quite honest, I think it was just an honest mistake. I don't think it was a drunk thing because I wasn't drunk at the time. And uh, I just wasn't paying attention, you know. So it is what it is, and life goes on. What was the uh, facial expression on the female that walked in and seen you pissing in the wrong restroom? I couldn't tell you because I didn't even turn and look. I, did, I don't even know who it was. I don't I don't know what female it was. I don't know if she was a, a worker or just, you know, she was there with somebody eating a meal. 
couldn't tell you but you know it happened and uh no regrets here no regrets did you guys see the video on our instagram this week of me at the dragons game that otis hooked me up with the tickets i saw that and you went down and tried to run the bases yeah i was gonna get your thoughts on that if you were a security officer at a minor league baseball game, now keep in mind, this is a minor league game. This isn't like Cincinnati Reds, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees. This is a, what, triple-A team, double-A, single-A, whatever the hell it is. Otis works there, and he's the manager of the uh, penthouses, whatever it is. And he hooked me up with the tickets. I didn't even ask Otis for the tickets. Like It went down. I said, hey, we're thinking about coming up for the game. I said, where are the cheapest seats to sit? And he's like, oh, you need to be in the lawn or the outdoor bar area. Those are the cheapest ones. I said, okay. And I got back with him, and I was like, well, it says you can't get more than one seat. And he he said, yeah, that's true. He goes, everything's sold out for, like, group rates and stuff. You can't get any more than one seat right now. But he goes, don't worry about it because I can hook you up. I said, Okay. So he gave me four free tickets to the Dayton Dragons game, single A for the Cincinnati Reds. We went great time. By the way, that stadium is in a great location. There's like four or five bars right across the street from the stadium, and it it was freaking fantastic. So we went out, we got a few drinks, got lunch, went to the Dayton Dragons game, went to our seats, and I don't think there's a bad seat in that stadium, to be honest with you. And he was like, he came up to us. He gave us free hats. He gave us free bobbleheads that no one else in the stadium got. Like, it was just special treatment. It was awesome. He was awesome. So, if you guys want to go to a Dayton Dragons game, I really think you should. If you would have bought a seat, I don't think there was any seat in the house over $30. Like, behind the plate, I mean, it was cheap, whatever it was. Dayton Dragons, it was so fun, man. And, like you said, I went down. After the game, they won. It was a walk-off, so they let the kids run the bases. And I'm like, you know what, guys, I got to get this. I got to, you know, I got to go down and run these bases. And everybody's like, you won't do it. You won't do it. So I go, and I ask Otis's uh, friends that work there, too. I was like, hey, do you think they'll let me run the bases? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, I think they'll let you run. I don't think they're going to shut you down. So I got in line, went down, tried to run the bases, have you seen the video? Like, I took off trot, and I thought I was, like, free to go. And then last minute, the security guard stopped, and he was like, hey, no, 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 no. This is for the integrity of the kids. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I'm a fan. I got a Dragon's hat on right now. Just let me run the freaking bases. And he's like, no, no, this is for the kids. Don't ruin it. So I said, you know what? I gave him the old dumb and dumber. I said, well, see you later. I, that's what I told him. I said, well, see you later, and I took off running. You guys seen the video. I ran around uh, home plate, and that was that. It was a good time. I mean, I highly recommend the Dayton Dragons. Hey, I'm not trying to get arrested for, you know, public disorderly conduct tonight. For what? Recording a freaking podcast? I'll tell you what. I don't know. This would be the first time ever. This would be the first time ever a deputy sheriff out of Frankfort, Kentucky, pulled up to the Holiday Inn for a noise complaint on a Thursday night at 1 a.m. and said, hey, you boys need to be quiet. And he walks in. And he sees a camera set up. Four guys, uh, five guys sitting around a camera. I'm sitting in my underwear. <laughs> this guy's going to think we're shooting a freaking stroke wallet video. He's out. He's out. 
He he legit, when he called up here, he legit said, hey, you better quiet down or the cops are going to get called on you. Yeah, just to give a little recap, like the front desk attendant, I mean, he, I, I, I really don't think he would, he gave two shits when, when I answered the phone call, he was just trying to inform us type of thing that just beware, you know, they, you know, the neighbors could be calling, calling the police. And so this is more like what the neighbors said that they would do. Yeah. It wasn't really his deal. He was just relaying the message. And and probably that's something he, he had to do. Maybe that's part of his policy. Corey, I got a question to ask you. Go ahead. God damn, what's that noise in the background? On the way down, I noticed several times you were very, very jerky at the wheel. Are you a nervous driver? No, not normally. I was just... So I, I we borrowed my sister's. Uh, she has four kids, so she has a minivan. I was like... Uh, we got a group of us was like, hey, let's go. And then we then we realized we had five of us. And I was like, what if I just borrowed my sister's van and we could all just go down together and just just kind of being new to the van. And then, like I kind of mentioned a, a TJ on the way down, I've always drive a Jeep. And like with the minivan, it's a little wider. And I just, every time I felt a wind gust, it kind of, kind of moved me a Shook little bit. Shook you a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, I understand what you mean because I felt that too. Like I could just feel like a little loose play in the drivers. Yeah, a little jerk. But that's what it was. But I'm not usually like that now. All I, right. I I really think it was because of the fresh cargo you had in the vehicle. Yeah, I was trying to be safe. We got. I mean, I had the the prize possession of the Sip and Serve podcast. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're traveling in a van full of equipment, why? Well, equipment's I, more important than us. But then you got us four. Well, that's what I was pretending. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If something if something were to happen to that vehicle, I mean. Not only is it, are our lives in danger, but I mean you're you're running the risk of destroying, you know, the number two podcast in the world behind the Joe Rogan podcast. So I mean, Sippins are the Joe Rogan experience. So uh, yeah, no, I get it. The the press is cargo, but we, I mean we got here in a uh, good time and uh, you know no issues and uh you know safe travels would have been better if you didn't have to pee and needed to stop and look for bourbon and all that good stuff yeah we what did we do we just made one stop right can we talk about that for a minute let's talk about that Corey. that's a great point you know we're on a road trip and i feel like one of the number one road trip rules is don't stop unless you absolutely have to and troy the guy who was most excited for this trip says hey let's pull over one, I got to pee, and two, there's a liquor store up here. Let's look for some bourbon. And not to mention, we came up here on Thursday night just because we were going to look for bourbon on Friday morning. We came up early so we could go to the you know the bourbon trail. We could go down to get some Buffalo Trace or whatever that distillery is called. And Troy wanted to stop tonight too. So Troy, you're you're not you're you're being like the uh, road trip guy that no one wants to travel with. You're you're making a stop a little extra well i mean we all we, we all got a couple goodies in there and we packed up i got a bottle of sprite i could have got that anywhere yeah but we we what all, did what did you buy we stopped at the liquor store so you could buy what i bought a bottle of uh the one bottle what no not no explain to the listeners what you bought no, it wasn't a bottle it was it was yeah, a it was an eight in it was an eight ounce bottle. glass of freaking some kind of nasty beers what you Welcome. bought 
Duval, Duval Strong Belgian Ale. Dubel. Dubel. Uh, it's a, a strong Belgian ale beer. A single. Just, just a single bottle. And you bought that. You made us pull off the exit and drive two miles off the exit so you could get you a bottle of Belgian Ale Duvel. Well, I didn't know what I was going to purchase. I mean, I went in the store. I, I looked around, and that was the most appealing item for me. And Sounds like a sad liquor store. Was that one of the saddest ones you've been in? Because I know you stop uh, at a lot of them. Yeah, I didn't think this. I mean, they had a lot of options, but... You know, nothing. They didn't have any of the rare shit. Yeah, nothing really allocated that we were after. Um, I mean, the the good story about it all was our snacks in the car. I mean, we had some Sour Patch Kids. Um, pretzels. Pretzels. Those pretzels were bomb. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I passed the Sour Patch Kids over to, to old Rolski. And he, he kind of bobbled him a little bit. And I said, hey, did you spill any? He said, no, I got them all. I said, okay, no problem. But then when we pulled in, <laughs> we pulled into this cork and bottle liquor store, he, he sat on one and it just tore up the seat. And Well, I sat on it. When I said I got them all, I didn't get them all. There was still one on my seat, and I sat on it for an hour and a half, and it melted underneath my assholes. What happened? I mean, it real basically, it just melted down your whole ass crack. Oh, absolutely. Like my Nike shorts, they're literally, we're in a hotel room right now, and they're sitting in the tub in soap and water because that shit melted all over my ass. And we got out to that liquor store. I forget who it was. Someone said, Hey, what do you got on your ass? What is on your ass? And I said, what are you talking about? I looked down. I said, holy shit. That's one of those Sour Patch kids. And it just, I mean, when. Hell, there might have been two in there. Yeah, when you you pull them out of that bag, I mean, they're little pieces of candy, right? But if you sit on it and they, they get warm, they expand and they get nasty. They get sticky. And my ass was a mess, boys. It looked like I dirtied myself with one hell of a short. Yeah, it was like it was like swamp ass, but on the outside of your shorts instead of on the inside. And it was kind of clumpy. Yeah, kind of clumpy. And you know, to me, like you're just lucky that the seats in the minivan are leather. Otherwise, Corey with a K would probably beat your ass. Yeah, Corey with a K would have had my ass. He would have beat the shit out of me once we reached that liquor store. No doubt about it. Which he, which they got it all cleaned up. You know, thank goodness we had some baby wipes in there. Yeah, the baby wipes. Thank God. Thank God we had a mom van because then baby wipes, they wiped that gooey stuff straight off them leather seats. Clean. Clean. Buck, you ever had any experience with baby wipes wiping up gooey stuff? Just, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that like an inside joke? I, no. No. Hey, I had a story. I wasn't done with the Dayton Dragons. I don't know how we got off topic, but uh, we were on our way home, and we wanted to stop at a Super K to get a 12-pack of beer for the ride home for me and my brother all. We were riding in the back seat. So wait, wait. Let's rewind. A Super K? What is a Super K? It, it's, a, it's a gas station, isn't is it? it? Corey's K, are you shaking your head at me? Like, you talk, you talk, it is, right? Cir- circle K? Circle K. Okay, sorry. I thought you were talking about Super Kmart. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a Super K. It was a, it was a Circle K. My fault. 
No, no. I'm, thank you for correcting Continue. me. Continue. It was a Circle K. So we stopped off to get a 12-pack of beer on the way home. And uh, and I walk into the beer cave, and I shit you guys not. I mean, we talk a lot about drinking on this podcast. And I was ready to suck down at least six in the next hour drive I had. I was, I mean, I was feeling it. It was a good vibe. The dragons just won off a walk off. I mean, the vibes were high. So I said, we can't end this. We can't end this right now. This drive home is going to sober us up. Me and my brother-in-law having a hooting and hollering time in the back seat. Let's stop off. Let's get 12 pack. Let's drink a sixer on the way home. We walk into the beer cave. Because it, it was a day game. A day game. Yeah, it was a one o'clock game. This was about 530 in the afternoon on the way home. Walk into that beer cave and the beer cave is 90 degrees. The beer cave was 20 degrees warmer than it was outside. Mm. It was hotter than hell. Every beer that they had in that beer cave was skunked. Had to have been. They're going to have to clear out every beer in that cave and get rid of it. Never in my life have I walked into a beer cave and felt that feeling that I felt that day. It was just ridiculous. It's a damn beer sauna. No, no, it was. It was like, it was like a hot tub of beer. I mean, it was 90 degrees in there, DG. And I went down, like I walked outside. I didn't know if it was just like a certain section. And I felt every beer in the glass case or whatever, the open doors, they were piss warm. Every single beer was piss warm. That's a bitch. So what'd you do? I left. I sobered up on the drive home. Didn't buy any. In the backseat. My brother-in-law went to sleep. So safe to say. I threw in a, I threw in a chewski. In your, in your opinion, no beer is better than warm beer. Dude, warm warm beers are terrible. I'm not going to drink a 90 degree beer. I mean, from your experience, you're out. It was a hot day, very yeah. hot day. Yeah, I mean, it was. Well, I wouldn't say it was hot. It was like 78 that day, but yeah, yeah. For, for being in spring, it's very warm. You know, we're after a light beer, or a summer beer type of thing. But I, I, I think there is options out there where you where you want. You can drink a warmer beer, like a more kind of craft type of option. But in his scenario, that was a no game. So you ever drank a warm beer? No, I would like to. It isn't that. Don't they do that overseas? I think in like in Germany, for example, like they drink a lot of their beers like room temperature, or maybe even a little warmer. Like they don't drink them all ice cold. And. I mean, like when I drink my water or water bottles, I mean, when I drink them room temperature, I seem to be able to drink it really fast and, you know, I can really put it down. So I'm thinking if it's a warm beer, I could really Troy, from put what it I, down. From what well. I've seen tonight, I don't, I don't ever want to hear you say you can put down anything <laughs> because tonight was one of the most disappointing performances i've ever seen out of uh, well, one of my friends we always have we always have off nights you know just in sports and i i think i just had an off night tonight yeah but for someone to talk so much shit on the way down here you had me pumped up i was ready to run through a fucking wall and then you pull this shit tonight i'm just I mean, slapping in the face with a used condom i mean we were sitting at applebee's bar and he's like guys it's past my bedtime we got to get our checks Ten fifteen. that might be the biggest bitch move i've ever seen i mean four other guys are having a great time he's like guys oh my gosh i can't keep my eyes open down here i mean i was really tired and uh <laughs> i mean t- 
to give you a little feedback, I, I went to bed the, the previous night at eleven o'clock. That's a normal. Okay, that's a normal. Right there, <laughs> we don't want excuses. Okay, we want results. So don't give me that bullshit. I don't care what happened last night. I'm I expect just, I expect more out of you from this point forward on this trip. You understand? I, this understand? is only Thursday night. Well, this Joy. is the trip of, hasn't even started. Yeah, this is kind of a pregamer. Friday, the next two nights. This is, doesn't count as a pregame to you. You didn't game nothing. All right, look, look, listen. Let me let me make an analogy here. If this weekend is a big big time basketball tournament game. You just missed every fucking shot in the layup line tonight, okay? And so you better show up in the first quarter tomorrow, or otherwise it's your ass. That's a good coach right there. It sure is. We need more of that. Hell yes. Since we're talking about a lot about drinking here, I just want to ask you guys, like if we had if we had a competition, and I want you guys to be honest with me, if we had a competition, how many beers do you think you could – Intake in one hour. <laughs> Say that again. How many beers do you think you could take in one hour? In, I said I'm, intake. Is that is that that sounds right, right? How many beers can you intake in one hour? That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's whatever. So I'm trying to ingest as many possible beers as I How can. How many do now. you think you could get to? Is my like health any concern? No, right now. You have to like, enjoy to, it. Like, like say like say tomorrow. Do I do I have to deal with the consequences past an hour from now? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to feel it. You're either going to puke or whatever you got to okay, do. But got you. So I'm going to say in one hour, if I hadn't drank any beers prior. No, we'll just start. And I had a chance to prehydrate. Yep. I could probably do six to eight beers. Okay. So six to eight. I, I, yeah, that's my. That's probably my Okay. Limit. What do you think, Troy? Well, I was going to just use a 15-minute uh, time okay. for one. So that would that would calculate to four. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna win the competition. Four beers. Yeah, Corey's case holding up the pussy sign. If you didn't know what that meant, <laughs> I got a story for you. There was one time I got off work and we were going down to the Ross County Fair, and I was with one of my buddies, and he used to work with me, and we, he drove me, and we got to the fair, and I told him that day I said, "Hey, I don't know what it is, but a feeling in my body, I feel like that I could have a lot of beer in a short amount of time tonight because we we're going to go to the." Uh, the cross race. What's that? What do they call that? Supercross. Supercross. Motocross. No, the cars. Oh, figure eight. Oh, uh, demolition derby. Enduro. Enduro. Uh, You're a duro. Duro race. Enduro. Enduro race. Yeah, the enduro race. And we were going to that, and it started at like six thirty, and we wasn't going to get there till like five. And you can't take your own beer in, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pound a lot of beers in a short amount of time. And I think I drank eight or nine beers in an hour. And I wasn't like shotgunning or bonging. It was just drinking. They were just going down like water. Eight or nine beers, I think, is my limit. That's impressive. But do you think you could, how many do you think you could drink? You're not a big beer drinker. Maybe five. Five? Four or five. Okay. But I'm not going to bong them. I'm not going to shotgun them. Yeah, me either. I don't do that shit. I want it to be enjoyable. You know, flavorful. Mouthful of just basil <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> no beer have I ever drank where I thought, hmm, I can taste the basil on that. Yeah, I'm not a big, and I've said this before, I believe, but I'm not a big shot guy. Like, if you put, like, four or five shots at me and say, hey, you got to get these down in an hour, I'm just going to look at you and say there ain't no way in hell. 
Shots or shotguns? Shots. Oh, no, there's no way. Like maybe hell. like maybe one shot an hour would be like my limit. Like one shot an hour? You do dude, dude, I can't do shots. Like Well the thing I'll bet you uh, one one reason why you can't do shots is because you like to drink beer so so much. Like you can't just I feel like you're you're a guy that just can't do a shot and then just hang out and not drink anything else until a half hour from now and then you do another shot you know what i'm saying like you got to be drinking beers in between because that's just what you do like you just drink beers and so if you're taking shots and drinking beers then i could see how you know you could only do you could only handle one an hour or whatever there's no way i would ever go into my day and say hey i'm only taking shots like there's gonna be four four beers, three beers in between each shot. So there's never a, there's never gonna be a situation where you're just gonna be all liquor all day. Heavens no. With no beer. I did that one time at my buddy buddy's grandma's garage. He used to stay in that garage, and there was one day that I went down there at like one p.m. in the afternoon. I'm not shitting you. I went down there at one p.m. and I took down a fifth of Seagram Seven. And a bottle of Coke. I said, hey, this is what I'm drinking tonight. And they left for Chillicothe at like 7 that night. And I didn't make it. I was asleep on the couch. And they came back at 5 a.m. And guess where I was? I was asleep on the couch. I was going to say in the toilet. No, I was asleep on the couch. I didn't move from like 7 till 5 a.m. And I got there at 1 I drank almost damn near that whole fifth, and I was just out. Like, I was out like a light. Like, they said they tried to wake me up. They tried to get me in the car. They tried to take me home, and I was just, like, dead weight. What wasn't budget? No. So, I'm not a big, like, that was the last time I was on liquor, like, an all-day event. I just can't do it, man. But I can hang with the best of them with beer, but liquor ain't no way in hell. And and maybe maybe that's what kind of tore me up a little bit was... You know, I had a little bit of liquor in my margarita versus versus your all Don't, drinks. No, no, and it, no. It we're, kinda, not, we're not using that excuse for shit, Troy. No. You went into that place and you were so jacked. You got your PBR. You said, oh, this tastes like shit. And you said, you know what? I want to get something fruity, something that tastes good in my mouth. And you made the mistake from going from that. Instead of a, just ordering a Coors Light, you went, oh, I'm going to get a margarita. A house margarita at that. There was no tequila in that whatsoever. Nothing well, there was. It was syrup and sugar. Shelf. Fucking yeah. three dollars. I think it cost she, you three bucks. I think she for a put, tummy ache. Yeah, I think she put like one shot in it. And it, you can't you seen fuck how, up a keg, man. You, you seen how big it was, and that just had to have been pure, just sweet it was, and sour it was mix. mix. Yeah, man. And it, you paid the price. It got me. I learned. You know what this fucker did? He took one of my cheese sticks and said, "Hey, I would really like to try one of those." I said, "You know what? I'll trade you for a wing." We traded, right? No, no, we did we did trade. But here's the thing. You took my cheese stick, you stuck it in my sauce, which I still had a half a cup, and I had four leftovers, and a, a quarter of that cup was gone on one bite off your cheese stick. And I said, you son of a bitch, you're stealing all my sauce. He started laughing, almost started crying, because he knew what he did. He took one dip of his cheese stick and took a quarter of my half a cup. Well, what kind of strategy was that? 
Did you plan that? Because I think you did. There's no, I was no planning. You just know. Everybody knows I'm a sauce guy. He's a sauce guy. <laughs> he's a sauce guy. But, but I tell you, he's uh, and I knew that about him. I knew he was a sauce guy, but I never, ever, once in my entire life figured Troy for a sauce thief. Yeah. And that's what he proved to be tonight. That's what he proved to be tonight. <laughs> now, I said I wanted to beat the shit out of you. Now, here's a question for you. Have you guys ever in your life... Just one time, just wish that you could just beat the shit out of somebody. Like, did someone piss you off so bad one time in your life? Because there's been several times that I'm sure people have wanted to beat the shit out of me. And I know for a fact there has been. But I've never, ever gotten to a fight. But did you ever? do you ever wonder what it feel like, even like a UFC fight or a boxing match, just to lay hands on somebody? Because I've never, ever harmed a person in my life. I've seen, I've seen you come close a time or two. To answer your question, I've never been in hand-to-hand combat with another human being myself. And I don't know that I've ever really thought, I've never been in a situation where I thought, I'd love to just beat the shit out of them right now. I, I think I've thought maybe, man, I'd love to slug them one. Okay. I'd, lo- I'd love to well, cold cock them. That's fair. Just, just one good hit. Yeah. wonder what that feels like. I bet it feels damn good. That's what I'm thinking. And I've never it done it. Good. And I don't think I ever will. I don't think I'll ever punch somebody. But we all think about it. Like, man, I wonder what it would feel like just to... Troy, you ever thought about that? Just getting in a, into a tussle? Yeah, I mean, I've never been a fighter, obviously. You no. guys you guys know me. and But there's been times where I've been in situations to where somebody's just got to me you know to get to me takes a lot so when somebody pushes my buttons to a point it's like man i just you know deep down it's like yeah i'd love to you know slug them if you were a fighter do you think you'd rather stand up or go to the ground if you were a ufc fighter like what do you think your strength would be yeah like you want to go to the ground or you want to stand up i think i'm more ground really yeah do you think you got the body strength to put someone into position i don't know but i i don't think i can handle the 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 flying punches up top i just oh you don't think you could throw a hell of a roundhouse or a straight kick i'd rather be on the ground okay that's interesting lower center well i just feel like there's less surprises down there maybe okay well we talked about the girl grabbing the other girl's vagina the other day are you ever worried about a guy maybe grabbing your testicles? Well, that's probably off limits, isn't it? If you yeah, but you're not going to go straight to the UFC. You're probably going to have to build your way up. You might be fighting on the beach like these chicks were. If some guy tried to grab your testicles while you were in a grapple position on the ground and pound, what would be your reaction? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm probably hurting, obviously, and yeah. I, I don't know how soon I would react. Um, but yeah, it. it I mean, you're pissed off. You know that just tore me up, and I'm ready. Oh, but uh, but I'm not. I'm not uptight. I'm not a up. What do you call it? Above the ground fighter. I don't. What do you? You want to get down. You want to get down low, Buck. I feel like you might be the same way. Because I'm kind of like you know you want to. What is it? A tackle type of thing, and just go from there. Whatever you want to be a grappler. Yeah, you're you're going to be a takedown artist. Uh, Yeah, takedown. So that's what I'm looking at when I'm like in that bull type of rhino type of 
drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buck, now I don't, I don't, I don't see you being a stand-up fighter either. Do you I think throw, I can throw some fucking knuckles? I can well, throw some knuckles. So you think you? But they, let's just put this together. Have if, you ever been knocked you put, out? If you put Uncle Buck, who's five foot seven, seven against, I'm not just saying versus me, but I'm saying a guy like me, six three guy with way longer reach than him. Who's going to be at the disadvantage? Because he's going to be able to take me down, but I'm going to be able to throw the kick and the punch to keep him at a distance. And I'm not a big fighter guy, but who do you think would win in you know that kind of a size matchup? Oh, are we talking about just a straight street brawl? We're talking UFC here. Okay, um, that's that's a tough one because, like you said, you got the advantage with the striking because of the reach and the height advantage, but he's got a lower center of gravity. And he I've, can he can shoot on you. I think I've can, got a lot more things that he could break on me because my arms are longer, my legs are long, my ankles are out there. Like he can get underneath. Yes, you. yes. And I tell you, the other thing about Buck is he knows the holds. He's aggressive. He he knows the holds and the pressure points and things like that. Yeah. You know what, DG? I think you're right. I think Uncle Buck would have the advantage in that type of fight. Yeah. Maybe. So you think I need to go ground and pound instead of stand up? Yes, because I think if you stand up, you're fucked. Yeah, but what if I'm I think going if against you... another five seven individual like Troy? I'm I'm more than five <laughs> seven, I'm like five ten and a half. Me and Troy, who are you picking? Roll. Stand up, throwing knuckles. I'm picking Uncle Buck. You land one on him, he's gonna go down <laughs> as hard as he went down with that margarita tonight, <laughs> and that was pretty easy. I think if I punch you, you'd shit yourself. You're probably right because i I kind of felt I kind of felt your shoulder and arm today, and I was like, man, he. I don't think he he don't really eat much carbs, does he? Is he's pretty much all meat. Well, his skin just like sits on his on his muscles. It, it doesn't sit like ours, me and yours, DG. So you're saying he's got low body fat percentage? <sighs> Something about it. I mean, we eat too many cookies and burritos and all that shit. Damn right we do. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I saw this story online, and you guys have probably seen it too. Maybe you haven't. But uh, down in Florida, here recently, within probably the last month, there was a wedding. Okay. Man and woman getting married. And they had guests at their wedding, probably 100, 200 people. But this wedding was a little different than the rest because at the reception, it was found out, you know, after the ceremony and everybody, you know, had gotten something to eat. The caterer put out the food and all that stuff. A lot of the wedding guests, they started feeling a little, little odd, a little off. So they've, you know, they've been eating and... um just not really feeling like themselves. Started feeling a little bit sick, some of them. Well, it gets it gets found out that the wedding, the uh, bride, and the caterer that the bride hired agreed, both of them agreed, to put cannabis oil in every dish offered at the reception, unknown to every other wedding guest, and unknown to the groom. So here they are at the reception. And every every food they have laid out, it's all got weed in it. THC. So we're talking grandma, grandpa, Uncle Mike. L- little Jimmy, little Judy, all of them. All the kids. 
Every, cookies. Well, well, this was this was a no no kid way. Plus, it's, this was an adult only okay, way. Okay, okay, yeah. that, that makes d- it better. I bet that DJ loved that. Playing but the sixties. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like high as shit. Every everything out there had weed in it. Everything. It's a grand old I heard, time. I heard these chicks that put this on are looking for looking at big time, like in the pen. They're they're talking. They're, they're poisoning hundreds of people. The uh, last I read and heard the uh the bride so the bride and the caterer are the two that's that have been charged because the groom was oblivious he is this no because idea. the groom's family's like uptight i don't know like you I, want a party atmosphere and these guys are some fucking yacht driving yippies no i just assume it's you know the the bride's usually the one to plan everything anyway and was she, she a smoke doper? She was probably the one that was working with the caterer and just said, hey, I think it'd be really fun if we just, you know. It's a horrible idea. Blah, I know. Terrible. Like, leave a joint for a party, like, gesture or something. You show up to the table at the reception, you got a big, fat old right. blunt, but yeah, don't put the, it in my anyway, fucking food. The bride and the caterer are both each, each of them, looking at up to five years. In That's what I heard. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're looking at some serious time. I mean, five years in a penitentiary. I mean, that's going to be hard on anyone. If you're let alone groom, two chicks that they were just trying to have if a good you're the time groom, at a wedding party. So what you're saying is the bride is going to, you know, love this chick that he just married for five years, knowing that when she comes out of the pen, she she's going to love eating pussy just like a fat kid loves eating cake. Yeah, like she turned on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean this this whole story. Think about that, Troy. Think about your wedding. And how proper it was, how nice it was. It was a beautiful freaking wedding. But if everybody was on the edibles and you didn't know about it, like, that, <laughs> that is absolutely unreal. Getting it, that's a great gesture. What if you, when you got your invitation, you had edibles, right? And Cookies, you could, brownies, and, and you choose yes and for you, yes, yes or, or no, no for the regular edible, do, do like you, cookies, do brownies, your, do, desserts. Does your table want Marijuana induced, THC induced cookies. You know how fun that fucking. Or would you rather would have just a regular cookie? Exactly. You want to be the Debbie Downer? You I'm want to be the dude? At some point in time, that's going to be illegal in Ohio. Like we could get married and have edibles that are out on our table. Yeah, I mean, back to that wedding. I, I feel like they, you know, all the wedding guests would have, you know, some of those people would have probably not partake into that type of consumption but i bet they all were enjoying it had a good time let loose i mean uh, the what dj was, was loving it what was the outcome did you have which it? state was this in what was there a story of and cannabis is not legal recreationally in florida so dg let me ask you this when did they find out that these two ladies were in charge of this shit i don't know for sure but i would assume Couple hours after the ceremony, when everybody started feeling real weird, everybody when they went would, to work on the next fucking work everybody day, everybody was tripping balls. Everybody was like, "Hey, I feel weird. Do you feel weird? Yeah. Do you feel weird? Yeah. Like we all feel weird. What What the hell is going on? Like, oh, it must have been something we ate. And like, you know, then it got traced back to the caterer, and then eventually got back to the bride's the one that authorized the whole thing. So yeah. So I was laying in bed the other night, and I was thinking about this, and I want to get your thoughts. And I mean, we're coming to the end of this pod. I guess. Let me let me ask you just real quick. 
Does this story have anything to do with Usher? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Usher's not involved. I know how much Troy loves Usher. I'm not Troy, per se. I don't love Usher. Somebody else loves Usher. So I was laying in bed, and I don't know what brought this up, but I was thinking, you know, think about the size of our tires on our cars, okay? And think about the big vehicles like the semis, the trucks and stuff, how big their tires are. Think about a plane. Think how big their tires are. How do the planes take off at that speed? We're talking, what, probably at least 150, 200 mile per hour that we're going when we take off and we land. How do those small tires carry that big of a, you know, a vehicle or a craft and stop on a dime and get up to speed that fast when they're that small? Because if you think of small tires, I mean, you're thinking lawnmowers, um, whatever, you know, just dirt bikes, four wheelers, those are small tires. But if you take a decent sized, you know, side by side tire or four wheeler tire, it matches up to about the same size as a airplane tire. Now, why is it that those airplane tires can stop on a dime and take off that fast, but the tires that we're used to that size are on smaller engines? You know what I mean? No, that's a very, very fair question. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I have an answer for you there, Rolski. The, I mean, I think you would want to have small tires on an aircraft, so when they come up into the airplane, you want to, you want them to come up in it, like. So, it's, you don't want something bulky because you're uh, flying in the air, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I agree, Troy, but to some extent, there's so much room underneath that aircraft. They've got a lot more room for tires than them little things. I mean, them tires are small, man. If you go out and look at a plane, when you have you guys ever went to an airport where you walk outside the airport to board the craft? Yeah, you, I have, yeah. You ever get a good look at them tires? Them things are teeny tiny, man. Those things are small. And if you think about even like a NASCAR tire, I mean, they're triple the size of an airplane tire. Yeah, but have you I mean, ever what the hell's seen, going on? Have you ever seen the maintenance dude put air in the tire? Maybe it's just solid rubber. Maybe Man, there's get, no yeah. air. Maybe it's not. It's not it tubeless. The other, the other thought I, I had, bet it is tubeless, Buck. That's a good point. The other yeah, thought I mean, I I've had never had seen was, a fucking copilot cop out and get the air compressor and start. Or even the guy in like the orange vest, the orange <laughs> vest waving the flag. Like I've never seen that guy pump up tires either. Yeah, he's always just bringing up like the ladder and like plugging the tire so it can't move those things are just solid fucking rubber yeah, i think so i think solid rubber there. you know what though we can talk about this did you got more thoughts on the tires because i'm going to go somewhere totally different yeah just real quick I, it seems to me like airplane tires they have way more hydraulic cushion like when they land like they got hydraulic you know what i mean like a car has shocks right but, like, when a plane lands, there's so much weight above it. Like, it doesn't just have shocks. Like, it has hydraulics that cushion it when it lands. And so, all the hydraulics make it so it doesn't need as big of a tire. I don't know. I'm, okay. just, I'm just talking out my ass. That's a go, good thought. Go ahead. That's a good thought. I was just going to ask you, how cool of a job would it be for, like, a college kid to get a summer job and wear that orange vest and wave them planes in at an airport? You know, I, I, I thought... I've always thought it would be cool to work at an airport. Dude, I yeah, and just wave them fuckers in. 
Like you feel like you're important. And now you know what? I think I would have fun with it. Like maybe do like a little. Sometimes you look out your window and you got the characters out there who are doing like a little dance with their flag and stuff. I feel like that would just be. A little be, bit of a moonwalk. Yeah, action. like a great time. Just a wave. Welcome to Jamaica. Like, yeah. Like, come on in. This is it. This is what you're expecting. I'm showing you a good vibe already as soon as you land. No, I I agree. I totally agree. But I've I've kind of kept an eye on those those people those folks that are out there waving those flags before. You really pay attention to those folks. I do actually, and usually, like there's not just a flag guy, like right. There's not just a guy whose job it is just to wave the flags. Typically, those people they like are in charge of loading the luggage, making sure the hatch is closed, like driving around those little carts with all the luggage on the back. Making like, sure everybody gets their refreshments, uh, reloading shit. The, huh? That's the stewardess. These guys are out on I'm talking the, when the plane's are, landed, man. These are attendants. No, when the plane's landed, they reload the plane. Oh, okay. Like, like the Airmark. I, I got you. I you got get what you. I'm saying? Like the peanuts, the shit you eat on the plane. They load the same that person all doing, onto the actual plane. Yeah. Yeah. That same person is doing the, come on in here, park that big bitch, is putting your peanuts on your plate for I mean, you. those those cats work hard, dude. And, same cats? Yeah, and like, and when you're down south or like when you're somewhere tropical, it gets hot as shit out there. And like, they're out there sweating, like they're in it all day. Like, that is manual labor. That's like man shit. Do you agree? Oh, I agree. I you think, look at me like I'm an idiot. No, I think the shorter you are, the worse it is, though, because the closer you are to the heat. Off the like the pavement, I feel like if you're short, dude, that job's going to be shit times ten. I think it's a hard job either way, no matter how tall you are. Now, when you guys get on a plane, do you look into the uh, the cabin, like the the pilot? What do you call that? Cockpit. The, the cockpit. The, cock, the cockpit. Do you guys look into the cockpit when you walk in? Of course. Now you see all them controls. Do you think you could ever like? Uh, deal with that many controls at one time you talking like if there was a situation where like something something wild dude, happened dude like the, and someone tried to explain to you like all you gotta do is this this and this but you got them gauges going left and right you have no idea what they're doing the rpms all this bullshit so zero training zero training but you had a guy like maybe like fading. both your pilots died fade no he this guy's like fading in and out like yeah do this do that. and you're on the headset with it yes and they're trying to walk you through it we've all seen the movies do you think you can so it's a situation where it's a flight down to myrtle beach right and the stewardess comes on and says ladies and gentlemen i need your attention please this is urgent both of our both our pilot and co-pilot have become incapacitated. Is Clay Roll on board currently? We need you in the cockpit right now. You have to land this plane. And Clay's Clay thinking, Roll, Clay Roll, please report to the cockpit. And you're thinking it's a stripper. There's some strippers up, up there. in that cockpit. I walk up there and these guys are just totally out of it. And they they're just like barely mumming to me, like, "Hey, you got to do this, do this." Out there on that headset, and I'm talking to, you know, the local tower air traffic control. air traffic control the tower whatever it is i'm confident i i am confident and i'm i'm saying this in all seriousness <laughs> i'm not i'm not shitting you okay? Blow it out your ass. I'm, I'm, I'm not even shitting you if you're sober if you're sober well chances are if i want a plane i might have had one or two jack and cokes if in you're me. sober and if you got a clear radio connection 
I'm confident that they can talk you through dude. it, and you can land that motherfucker <laughs> hey, no, safely. No way. There is no way in hell. Have you seen Airplane? Have you seen the movie Airplane? Because that's exactly what happens in the movie Airplane. Dude, I'm telling you. You've seen me blotchy before, but if I'm if I'm driving this plane and I'm trying to land it from 32,000 foot, there ain't no way in hell this thing is landing safely. You think you're just going to be, like, way too nervous and you're just going to oh. mess something up? Oh, dude. DG, you've seen me before I went for a fucking layup line. I almost had a heart attack several times. <laughs> like, there's just no way in hell that I can land this Boeing 757. There's just no way. But, like, what Like what are you going to do? You're going to get up there and they're going to start No, I'm going to try like hell. You're going to, you, Okay. So you're you're just gonna be like, okay, I'm on, I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna do whatever, whatever and I'm takes. just gonna tell you. I mean, I've got a lot of lives on my hands here. 150 people are on this plane, but we're gonna give her hell. Now, they say flying is one of the most safest ways to travel. I mean, it's probably safer than driving a car. But in all honesty, with all those controls and stuff, there's a lot of learning behind it. And if I get up there, I don't know shit. So. Are they going to be able to give me a uh, three to four minute crash course on this plane? Probably not. They're going to tell me the basics. No, I think they will. Like, you know, there's so many like switches and doohinkies and gauges and whatever, but I don't think you really need all of them. Like, it makes it easier if you know what all of them do. But I think really you just got to be able to control that joystick, man, and that steering wheel. That's That's the main thing. And I think if you got a headset on and you can hear those people clearly, hey, they'll talk you through it. Plus, if they know that some civilian, some random-ass dude is up in the air that's in charge of this Boeing 757 or whatever, they're going to clear out all the airspace. They're going to get every plane off tarmac. Like, get the hell out of the way. We We're going to need ambulances, what this fire trucks. We're going to need it all. Yeah. Everybody get out there. Get all hands on deck. We don't know what the hell this dude's about to do with this thing. <laughs> and so they're going to clear it all out for you, man. I think you can land it. I, I'm confident. I think you can land Buck, it. Buck, if you're a passenger on my plane, what would be going through your mind? I'm going straight to the bathroom with, with my significant other. I'm getting one last fuck in. One last time, huh? Yeah. One last time. And I don't blame you for that. But, I mean, DG's right. There's a lot of gauges and shit to flick and flop, but particular ones for landing. So that, you know, you take your math and consideration, that cuts everything in half because you're not taking off, and then you're not f- technically flying, so there's another third. So you might have, you know, 40 gauges instead of 300 to press. You just put that bitch on autopilot and land it. A little, little rubber to tar. <laughs> yeah. There's no tube in there. It don't matter how hard we land. It's all rubber. You ass you're going to get when you land that plane, though? Yeah. You'd be the hero. Yeah. I mean, those guys get the poon, and that would be you. (laughs) you Every flight attendant at that airport would just come up and buy you a drink. Think about it, man. If you you were to land that plane safely, and everybody, everybody gets off, dismounts the plane safely, think about it. You got book deals. You got movie deals. You got talk shows. Like, you are the toast of every town in, in the USA. Sip and serve would pop off. You're visiting the White House. The president's giving you medals of commendation. Oh, when you save 183 lives, 
You're getting whatever you want, son. I mean, you, you're set up for life at that point, man. Like, you're a hero. Hell you know? yeah. Hell yeah. I got one question here. Text message. Now, I know we've got several other text messages this week, but uh, they're going to have to wait because, like I said, we're we're on a road trip here. We've already went an hour and ten minutes, so we're going to go ahead and just answer one. The rest of them will follow. First question here, last question here, DG. When's the last time you wore a wife beater? I want to say it was early high school, maybe like freshman, fresh, probably freshman year of high school. I wore them a lot in middle school. I wore them a lot in middle school, and I'll tell you why I wore them a lot. It's because of Benny the Jet Rodriguez on the Sandlot. Yeah. He wore them, and I thought, damn, how cool does he look in that? You know, I kind of agree with you. I feel like the wife beater was, a, you know, at the younger age of my life. I feel like probably from age 7 to probably 13 or 14 was when I wore the wife beaters, and I wore them under every single T-shirt. Even in the summer, I'd be riding my bike around Frankfurt with some gym shorts and a wife beater on. Like, who gives a fuck if I get there's, sunburned? There's purple Jordan shorts. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't care about this sun. Just give me this tan line because you know I'm wearing a wife beater. I feel like it, it was like one of the most badass things you could do as a kid is just wear a wife beater with no t-shirt. Wife beater and shorts. That's all you need. That's all you needed. I and remember. It, I remember my like one of my chores in the summertime when I was home from school, when I was like in grade school and middle school. My mom would would send me on my bicycle down to the post office to get the mail, and I remember riding down there in gym shorts and a white beater, baby. Gym shorts and a white beater on my on my mountain bike on the back of that huffy, got the world by the tail, man. That's all you needed. You're the, you're the king, Uncle Buck. Did were you ever into the wife beater gang? That was just uh, the white t-shirts with scissors cut off. Oh, I think mm. that I I feel like this the white beaters they were a little too tight for me. You know? Now, why is that? I had some bitch tits. <laughs> when you were younger? Yeah. You thought you had some man titties? I went through that stage where, you know, I was a little chubby little fuck. But, yeah, I went with the cutoff. Show the gun. Sun's out, gun's out. Sun's I didn't out, need my nipples out. out. Okay. So I stayed away from the wife beater. Now, in this day and age, this is 2022, and we talk a lot about cancel corner. What do you think about canceling the name? Wife beater. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I really don't think that that plays in, in our, 2022. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree in our current, you know, climate, our current, yeah, our current social climate. So I feel like you'd have to ask the shirt if they identified <laughs> as wife beater. Yeah. Okay. Here's my question. You got two guys show up to the gas station. One's wearing a cutoff white t-shirt cotton. The other one's wearing a wife beater. Which one out of those two? Definitely the one with the cutoff tee. <laughs> Do you think's beating their wife? Definitely the one with the cutoff tee. Absolutely. <laughs> then then what's question. the question? I mean, no, don't cancel it. Dude, you're absolutely right, Buck. It's the guy like you, the crazy son of a bitch who said, I just bought a Hanes white t-shirt from Walmart and I'm going to cut off the sleeves because I don't like wife beaters. That's the guy who is straight up slugging his wife. Yeah, I mean, so 100%. Don't, don't cancel that shit. Say the name Wife Beater got canceled. Can you think of a, you know, somewhat decent name for the white pinstripe tank top? I, I mean, I think you just calling it because it's a tank top, right? I mean, yeah, but it's a little different because you think about tank tops are loose okay. nowadays, right? No, I get it. So how about we just call it a tank top undershirt? 
fair enough. We'll see you guys next week. Night, TJ. He's already asleep. Troy gave up the mic about an hour ago. He's already <laughs> in bed. He's got his glasses on, his contacts out. He's passed out. <laughs>